0: Isaiah chapter 28, and we're going to start reading in verse 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. So I told you we wanted to talk today about some of the things that come out of Sunday school, right? Well, what this scripture really tells us about is that things are taught to us in a fashion that they build upon each other, right? And the thing that I got out of this uh, scripture that I wanted to share with you this week (coughs) is that... Things do not just come to you. Things do not just... You don't just wake up one day and all of a sudden have total understanding of what it means to be a Christian. What it means to to live a godly life. These things have to be taught to you. Okay, so an example would be Before our kids start school, they know how to speak English, right? At least to some degree. But the fact that they know how to speak English doesn't mean they know the rules of grammar. They don't know the rules of our language just because they know how to speak it. They may have some understanding, but if you were to ask them what is the subject of a sentence, what is the predicate of a sentence, they they wouldn't have a clue until they're taught. So they go to school and over a 12 year period of time, if they just go to elementary and high school, they are taught step by step how that language is structured, okay? How it is to be used correctly. They are taught how to write, how to read. They are taught how to use the proper words in the proper ways. So, precept upon precept, line upon line, they are taught how to use and how to how to operate in the English language. So the hopefully, when they graduate from high school, they have a very good understanding of it. So they don't go out into the world using terminology that is not correct, right? That's the, that's the hope and desire of, of us as parents, that when they leave school, they know more about it than when they started. So you understand that it's a process. With mathematics, you don't start out instructing someone how to divide. You don't start them out with multiplication. You start out with what's one plus one. If little Johnny has one apple and little Susie gives him another apple, how many apples does he have? You you start out with basics. And then as they conquer that basic concept, they you build upon that. You take that knowledge and you add something to it. Okay? We all understand how the education system is supposed to work. And you know, these kind of things need to transfer over into our church the same way, And and I believe in a lot of instances they do. But we come to church sometimes... With the ideal that I am a Christian. And I'm just gonna to go to church and I'm gonna hear a word, and and it's just all gonna fit into my life just right. But y'all, that's not the case. I can't take a four year old and put them in an eighth grade class and have them understand what's going on. Okay? Can they hear the words the teacher is saying and understand the words? Yes. But that doesn't mean they understand the meaning of the words. That doesn't mean they know how to take those words and apply them in their life. So you see, there's instruction that is needed, and it has to be built upon step by step. That's not how we live our lives a lot of the times. We operate under the assumption that I'm a Christian. I know how to speak Christianese. So I must be okay. But that same child knows how to speak English. But I guarantee you, they don't know how to write an essay. I guarantee you, they don't know how to write a formal letter to a future employer because they're a child. You see, there is a process to teaching them that information. And there is a process to growing a mature Christian also. You see, it doesn't just happen because you said, I want to be saved. That's not the end of it. That's the beginning. That's your new birth. Okay? That's the beginning of your new life. So from that point forward, what needs to happen? There needs to be steady, constant, deliberate instruction in the Word of God. And that requires attendance Just like we require attendance of our kids to go to school, it's a mandate by law that they attend a certain number of days every school year. Why? Because it's that necessary, right? Okay, so guess what? Attendance in in not only coming to church, y'all, that's not the only thing I'm talking about. I'm talking about faithful obedience to God diligently seeking after Him daily, okay? It requires that of you. And it requires something of those that are instructing also. Because those teachers at the schoolhouse didn't just show up one day and say, hey, I want to be a teacher. I've got a lot of experience. I think I can handle it. No. We require that those teachers go and be trained in school, in edu- higher education, and actually even become certified to be a teacher. Okay, so we, we, we look for things in our Sunday school teachers that says, you know what, I believe this person is qualified to teach this class. So it requires... Faithful, obedience, diligent effort on their behalf to be sure instruction is given. The teacher has to know what they're dealing with. Y'all, just hang with me today, okay? The teacher has to know what they're dealing with. You can't come in teaching lofty concepts to somebody that doesn't understand the basic shit. You know, I've been in a lot of Sunday school classes in my life. And I've seen times that a teacher would be going along, teaching certain things, and there may be some new people come in, you know what, I've seen that teacher reset and start over again. Because they realized at that point, hey, these people have no clue what we're talking about. They hear the words that are coming out of my mouth, but that's it. What am I trying to bring out of you today? What I'm trying to do is, first of all, help you to understand. No matter where you are in your life, there are still things to be learned, number one. And it doesn't just come to you. Okay, You have to build upon it. And what I really want to encourage you today is to not attack the Bible with this mentality of I'm just going to flip open and whatever God's will is, that's what I'm going to read today. That's foolishness. I will just call it what it is. It's foolishness. How can you expect something to just appear because you happen to let the Bible fall open to the right place. You know what? There are times God will speak to you like that, but you can't rely upon that for a daily, daily study. There needs to be diligent effort put into your study. Okay. As we come in here today, we're, we're thinking about our mothers, thinking about what they have done for us. Thinking about what, guys, what our wives have done for our children. And you know what? That stuff don't just happen. It requires planning. The Bible says you should train up a child in the way that they should go. We've talked about that before. Training is deliberate. Training doesn't just happen. I I don't take the chance that my kids hopefully will just somehow see the things going on in my life, and they will mimic those in their life. You see, I'm not going to risk that. I make a deliberate effort as a parent to instruct my kids in the way they should behave, in the way that they should trust God, in the way that they should pray, in the way that they should read the Word. I make an effort to do that, you see. I don't just hope that they'll find it. You know why I do that? Because I know it's necessary that they be instructed, line upon line, precept upon precept. It's the same for each and every one of you sitting here today. Y'all, this is not a message to drum up business for Sunday school. (laughs) That's not why I'm here. I told you before, this ain't even all about coming to church. This is about your daily life at home. When you wake up in the morning, when you go to bed at night. You see, I don't remember right now where it is, but I believe it was in Joshua. He said that I'm gonna, I wanna show my, my family. I'm gonna, when I wake up in the morning, when I go do this, when I go do that, when I go to bed at night, everything I do, I'm gonna tell them about God. That's my duty. We, we see our mothers taking care of us, making this deliberate effort. And y'all, this isn't a Mother's Day sermon, but it is the topic of the hour. We, we see them make this effort in raising us, right? They know that they can't go buy clothes that fit a teenager for a kid that's five or six years old, right? I mean, there's a process to it. They know that they they can't serve dessert all the time there has to be nourishment you know three different meals a day that and then if you eat those right then okay we might can have a little bit of dessert but we if we feed you candy all the time you're not going to grow the way you should you see it's a process there's a deliberate action being taken there you tell your kids don't do that why do you tell them that Most of the time it's because you know they're going to get hurt. You can just see it playing out, man. (laughs) I see Caleb climb stuff, sometimes you're like, this is not going to work out good. You know, I don't discourage him from climbing a tree, but but I don't want him to balance a ladder in a tree. You you know, I mean, there's there's some things that you see that's not going to be good. So you you make that diligent effort to tell Him, don't do that. And what I'm trying to impart to you today is that your relationship with God requires of you study. It requires not just reading the Word, but having an understanding of the Word. And that might require of you, depending on where you are in your walk with God, that, that someone else teach it to you. You know, we've all been there. There's not anything to be ashamed of. That There is a place you need to go and you need to realize in your heart of hearts, I don't just have knowledge of everything. And I might need some instruction to get to a place where I can handle this on my own. If I set out tomorrow to become a fire chief like my friend John back there, you know what, it would require something of me that I can't give myself, okay? It requires a lot of experience that I don't have. It requires a lot of instruction that I've never received. It requires a lot of training that I've never taken part in. I couldn't just show up tomorrow and put in an application for his job and they say, that's the man and hire me, right? Right? Because they would see through all of my, uh, facade that I might know what I'm doing. Let's say, all they have to do is ask me one question. And I would fail miserably. Because I just don't have that. Okay? Could I ever get to that place? I guarantee you, if I set my mind to it, I could. But you know what it would take in between here and there? A whole lot of work. what what does it take for me to get to a place where I can open that Bible up and understand it? Where I can say that I fit that Scripture that says, I'm a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of Truth. You see, that doesn't just happen overnight. God didn't just dump knowledge on the Apostle Paul. Y'all hear me today. His Damascus Road experience was an experience. You hear me? That wasn't a moment where he just said, boom, you know everything, son. I want you to understand something about the Apostle Paul. That man was what they called learned. Okay? He was learned. That means he had been instructed. In fact, even if you do a little bit of research, you'll find out even after the Damascus Road experience, he spent some years being instructed further, gaining knowledge and increasing in knowledge. If you look at the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, it said that he grew in knowledge. Okay? It didn't just fall on Him. He was our example. I'm trying to tell you all today, even though He was the Word, He required instruction. I want you to leave here today not with any sort of feeling of condemnation. but I want you to leave here today inspired, knowing that wherever you are, Somebody else has been there before if they're not still. That's not a bad thing. The, the bad thing is when you just say, oh well, nothing I can do about it. But what you can do is leave here saying, you know what? All them people that I see around me that I think know all this stuff, even if they do, they were where I was at one time. Okay? You know what, I've met people that are younger than me that have spoken some word that just like, whoa. Never thought about that. I didn't know that's what that meant. You see, I don't care how old you are. God can still reveal things to you. He can still teach you and instruct you. And and you know what? It doesn't matter how old you are either. He can still use you to accomplish some things. You know? Man, I, I just can't stand to see somebody get to an age and they just say, well, I, God just ain't going to do nothing else with me. What? What? God will use you in mighty ways. But it takes preparation. It takes effort on our part, y'all. And that's, that's where our biggest problem lies sometimes. Not wanting to put the effort forward. Thinking, well, I'm a Christian, I understand these words. You know the Bible talks about how the carnal man cannot understand the things of the spirit, but a spiritual man can understand things of the carnal mind and the spiritual mind because they're spiritually discerned he He can understand both because he has both in operation, okay. Y'all, don't sit there thinking just because the Holy Spirit's working in you that you don't need to do anything else. I didn't get to where I am today because one day God just dumped some knowledge on me. okay. And I'm not trying to say I'm anywhere lofty. I'm just trying to say I didn't get to where I am because He did that. You know what? He helps me understand. He enables me, but I have to make the effort. I have to get up and say, okay, I'm going to study. And I said study. I didn't just say read. I highly suggest and recommend that if you don't have some sort of commentary or something that can help break that stuff down for you, that you get one. Because just reading the Word is not enough for 90% of the people out there. I used to hear people talk about, well, in the Greek, this means this, and in the Hebrew, this means this. And I thought, well, what is wrong with these people? They just have too much education. But then I found myself saying it one day. Because I came to understand that when I understand what that word really meant originally, it changes the way I interpret the meaning of it. So I recognized there was a use for that then. And it wasn't just some guy up there that had a doctorate degree in theology that's wanting to show everybody how intelligent he is. There was a reason for it. You know what I would started doing? I started looking and seeing what those words mean. And you'd be shocked how you've interpreted Scripture based upon what you think the English language means and you've interpreted it wrong because it really meant something else to them. That doesn't just fall in your lap. That doesn't just come about by reading the King James Version of the Bible. It took study. It took digging in. You want to see what God can show you? I challenge you this week. Pick a scripture that you know like the first one that just comes to your mind when I say that. Go and dig into that verse. Find out what kind of depth is there that you've missed. I challenge you to study that one verse this week and see what God will show you. You see, just reading it, hearing the English language is not enough, y'all. It's not enough. Just like you coming to church hearing me preach today is not enough. There's, there's got to be something else coupled with it. You see? Me speaking words is not enough to grow you. It'll be that little extra something that helps to push you along, but that's it. I can't push you all the way. You hear me? Your your friends and your family can't push you all the way Kids, your parents can't push you all the way. There has to come a point where you, as a Christian, mature just enough that you say, hey, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to find out what this means. Hey, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to dedicate myself to researching and understanding and digging in to what God is trying to tell me. Don't be a top water, <laughs> You know? one of them top water Christians that just kind of skims across the top of the water and never really digs in and finds out what's going on. Go to the beach and you look out across there, man, you see all all the waves coming in. Hear the wind blowing and... My wife's already losing herself right now as I say this. <sighs> and you say, oh, isn't this peaceful? Isn't this nice? And then you get out in the water and you're enjoying them waves hitting, hitting you and, and bouncing you around and floating and everything, and all of a sudden you feel something brush up against your leg and you ain't got no clue what it was. Because what what you saw was on the surface. You didn't see what was underneath. And I guarantee you, there's a whole lot more to see underneath than there is on the surface. And so what I'm trying to tell you today is that there's a whole lot more to God and His Word underneath than you've ever imagined. You know, because I hear people sometimes say, I just don't get much out of the Bible. We ain't reading the same Bible or you have not dedicated yourself to studying the Bible. One of the two. Because there's a whole lot there. (laughs) There's more there than I can ever acquire knowledge of in this life. I'm trying to tell you today.